Well, welcome to the follow-up podcast. My name is Hayden. I am the worship director here at Arbor Church. And today I am joined by Allison Oconee, our community care pastor, and Cliff Tatama, our interim pastor. This last Sunday was... Uh, <clears throat> It was a bit confusing for myself because I thought we were doing a one-off series. And then when I showed up for practice and Allison showed up, um, she asked me if I was going to play the, um, if I was going to play the bumper for Christmas stories. And I said, no, this is a one-off. And she was like, no, it's actually the last week of Christmas stories. So, and I had anybody, emailed yeah. you to you be did, fair, you did. I had you did, emailed you, did, you yeah. last week, but it was a holiday. Yes, so yeah, yeah. nobody was so. getting emails. Yeah, so if you were a bit confused, uh, if it was a one-off or a part of Christmas Stories, it was Christmas Stories, and your message title was um, Between the Star and the Stable, which I think was a really cool, um, not only like a visual that you produced on the stage, if if you listen to the podcast, or you listen to the message via podcast, you didn't get to see, but Allison set up a stable on one side of the stage, and then um, a star hanging from the roof on the other side of the stage, and you kind of use that, which was really cool to have a visual of walking between um, the star and the stable. Um, <clears throat> and before we get into I want to talk more about that visual. But I just want to say, um, if you didn't notice, maybe uh, you're listening, you didn't see the video of this podcast. But we were recording from home because um, the roads are not great. And um, we've got a little bit of uh, coughs and, and sniffles going around on staff. So we just decided... We don't need to be in the building um, if we don't have to be, and let's be safe. So we're recording from home, um, and it kind of it takes me back to March of 2020, which I hate. Sorry. I hate that feeling. I know. I'm sorry. As soon as we but, log on to Zoom, it's like all those feelings come over yes, us again. Yes, I, 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 it was it was fun for about a week. The whole zooming every day and working from home, uh, but I don't miss it at all. So um, <clears throat> just wanted to get that out of the way, the housekeeping items. Let's uh, hop into the message. <coughs> you, They're right on cue, coughs yep. and sniffles. Um, That's right. <laughs> so we uh, finished Christmas stories the week after Christmas, um, and you talked about um, kind of our our faith journey, our, our relationship with Jesus being defined between two points, right? The mm-hmm. state, the star and the stable, the alliteration is mm-hmm. going to kill me over time, but <laughs> the star and the stable, um, can you just kind of, for maybe people who haven't listened to the message, um, what is, what does the star represent? What does a stable represent for? Um, yeah. So we, you? um, being the very last Christmas story, um, I mm-hmm. thought we would, take a look at the Magi, the wise men, and discuss what it's like between a promise given and a promise fulfilled. And I feel like in the Christian life, there are so many points in time where we're waiting for God to move and do do the thing. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. so for the Magi, they saw the star rise in the east and they began to follow it. Like first they Mm -hmm. had to figure out what is that star? What's it doing over there? What's its, you know, significance and meaning? And then, okay, let's go and follow it. Um, And so it took much longer than anticipated. Um, It was not an easy trip in terms of um, some of the things that they encountered on the way. Um, But ultimately, when they got 
to Jesus and saw that the Messiah indeed had come, they realized there was a a fulfillment of a promise. Mm -hmm. So I, I just wanted to explore what it was like to be in between a promise given and a promise fulfilled. Yeah. And I thought you did it. I thought you did a great job of it. We had talked um, prior to you coming up with this about doing something that maybe looked at where we've been and then where we're going. Yeah. And uh, and when you delivered this message, I thought, well, in a way, it kind of does. I mean, we could say very easily, hey, this year, when you are looking at promises that you want to be fulfilled. Here are three things to take into consideration because we just got done making your New Year's resolutions or whatever it is, you know, that people do or their hope for this new year that uh, it could be longer than you expect it to be. It could be more difficult. Mm-hmm. And who are you bringing along the way? Yeah. How's that? I got all three of them and I don't even have any <laughs> notes in front of me. That was actually commendable. <laughs> Very impressive. Good job. Uh, yeah. And, you know, as a church, I mean, I think we originally were going to talk about where is Arbor now? Where have we been? Where are we, where are we going? And so as a church, we were, I was going to be a little more specific on that. But then I realized so much of that parallels an individual's journey. Like, yes, we're looking mm-hmm. for new leadership. Um, mm. There's a promise out there that someday we're going to have new leadership and we'll be in a different mm. sort of season. Yeah. Um, a re a rebuilding season as you will. Um, mm-hmm. but we're not there yet. So along yeah. the way, you know, how does that look? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which goes, uh, really well into your first point, which was going between the star and the stable may take longer than expected. Um, <laughs> which, <clears throat> which is funny. Cause I feel like that point is, uh, it brings a little bit of solace to some people, right. Of, you know, I'm not, I'm not, um, it's not that I'm not following God, right? It's that maybe sometimes this journey takes longer, mm-hmm. um, than I would like it to. And then to some people it's frustrating because it's like, so you're telling me that there's no specific end date to this journey that I'm on. <laughs> it's just, I, I could be, I could be like the Israelites <laughs> wandering in the wilderness and, uh, no, <laughs> no ETA, right? I know. It isn't it, that, yeah. No, go ahead, Cliff. I was just going to say, and isn't that the journey of life? Mm-hmm. I mean, we don't know, yeah. you know, as much as we would like to. Mm-hmm. And I think that was what was, uh, you know, at the beginning of the message, Allison said, uh, you know, I just really felt like God wanted me to go in this direction. And, and I knew she had actually been thinking about that in yeah. during the Christmas series when we shifted all those things around. Mm-hmm. And then uh, that God would use that anyway. Yeah. But uh, she sa- also said, I'm just hoping that this makes a difference for at least one person because yeah. I feel like God that this is a specific message for mm-hmm. a person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, I think there's probably a half a dozen anyway that have, mm-hmm. including myself, that felt yeah. like, "Wow, this is really timely for me mm-hmm. right now." Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was encouraging to hear that um, it touched some people and encouraged some people. I had someone reach out and say, we've been waiting for a baby for a year and a half and we're still, um, you know, we're taking a different road with treatments and whatnot and it's hard. And then someone Mm. else with a career change or career hope, it's taking much longer. And then, um, a prodigal child who's not 
back in relationship yet fully. Mm. Um, parents are waiting for that as well. So there's, I wanted to make sure that I wasn't talking about the promises of God that are like, hey, forgiveness of sin, um, salvation and eternal life. Like there are some promises that, um, you know, we can claim right now and walk in that, in the joy of that fulfilled right Jeez. now. But I was talking about more like <clears throat> either a call on a life um, or, or a hope that people are clinging, trying to cling to. Like I will be mm. a parent one day or I will have a family one day. I'll find mm. a, a life partner. Um, my child will come back and be in relationship with us. That kind of, that kind mm. of hope. Yeah. Right. And you did a great job of, of uh, comparing that because when we're looking at Abraham and yeah. David and Anna and Simeon and uh, how many uh, didn't have to wait and wait longer than they thought they were going to, I'm mm-hmm. sure, at least I would sure think so, you mm-hmm. know, because yeah. we weren't talking. I mean, when David gets anointed to become the next king, mm-hmm. if, if I'm putting myself in his place, I'm thinking... This is happening, you know, fairly soon. 15 days, 15 months, but not maybe 15 years. Right. Yeah, (laughs) certainly not. Yeah. 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 I I think what's uh, cool and also challenging about this message is I I feel like when you get to a certain age and a certain point in your life, um, you become so much less focused on one thing, right? When you're a kid, you're Mm -hmm. very like tunnel vision on one thing it's like okay I want to get to my freshman year of high school because then I'm a grown-up right or I I want to be able to turn 16 so I can get a learner's permit like it's it's so focused right (laughs) yeah and then and then you hit adult life right you're out of college you have a job maybe you have a family and you start to realize that like you can't have tunnel vision right you have so many different (laughs) things that you're waiting on and hoping for and planning for and also trying to like get control of habits or, you know, hangups, things like that. And what's, what's so cool about this message, right. Is the, the star and the stable. There's so many things in your life that might fall into your waiting for something, right. You mentioned a lot of them, like people who are wanting to have kids, right. Or people that are struggling with sobriety. Yeah. It's like stability. Yeah. The cool thing about this message is it's applicable to anyone, right. Because Mm -hmm. we all have these long-term either goals or, um, I don't know a better word for it, but avoiding things, right? Like avoiding going Mm. back to alcohol or drugs Mm. or a sinful habit, right? So Mm -hmm. um, the cool thing is, you know, maybe it isn't a huge thing Mm -hmm. like the the thing that's hanging out in the center of your brain. Like I want a kid so bad. I want to start a family, you know, or it could just be something small. Like I would just love to get through the holidays, you know, and Mm -hmm. get back into the normal routine. So Mm -hmm. I love how applicable this message was and and it can relate to anybody on a small scale to a large scale. And I think it, it, I think I thank you for that. I I also felt like with New Year's weekend, which is when this was preached, so many people have their sights on resolutions or intentions and, Mm -hmm. you know, goals for the year. But In all that, you can't help but look backwards, too, at the last year and go, okay, so I didn't do Mm -hmm. quite a number of things that I had intended. And maybe I'm not quite as far along the path on Mm -hmm. sobriety or stability or parenthood Mm -hmm. or having my life partner. Maybe I'm just not Mm -hmm. as far as I wished that I was. I haven't reached the stable yet. Um, And so... um, 
yeah, I, I just wanted to comfort and encourage, I think, uh, for the people who aren't quite there yet, like keep going, Mm -hmm. make the intention, make the resolution and don't give up, keep going. Yeah. And I think it was a, it was a great perspective message, right? Because I think it reminded us of our humanity and that we are flesh and blood and bone. Right. Um, and that so much of the New Year's messaging out in um, mm-hmm. the non-church world is like, you can do it. You can do anything. Nothing can stop you. You know, set your goals, get them done. Um, and what I thought was cool about this message is maybe you came into it feeling a little bit of a downer because mm-hmm. I'm hearing at Arbor, hey, sometimes I have to wait on God to make these things available in my life, right? It's not as much of, Cliff, if you want to, you know, If you want to go do something, you can do it. No one can stop you. And the truth is like, you know, if God empowers you to do that, then yes, no one can stop you. But the hard part about uh, life sometimes is sometimes that's not made available to you and you need to manage your expectations and be content with what God is giving you and what God is holding from you and saying, this is, this is going to be better for you at a later date, you know? Mm -hmm. So I thought that was really cool. I wonder if anybody clicked with it too. Like, I mean, I didn't really bring up the dumpster fire that was 2020 or even 2021 wasn't necessarily what we had hoped. It wasn't like the great undoing of 2020 where you did twice as many vacations, twice as many, I don't know, celebrations. It still had its challenges. And I think people look ahead to the new year and think, Okay, well, I might make plans, but it may not look the way that I hoped it would because look at the last two years. Yeah. In fact, I did have a dumpster fire um, graphic that I was going to (laughs) show. I I was thinking of kind of going that route Mm -hmm. with um, my prior message Mm -hmm. before I scrapped it. Mm-hmm. It, it got a little dark. <laughs> yeah. was, mm-hmm. I was thinking about the the term rebuilding year. And yeah. I know the Seahawks are, um, you know, using that term this week yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. And I thought it so much of that fits for Arbor. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it, yeah, it carries with it um, some weight that I thought, yeah. ah, maybe let's go with the encouragement instead. Yeah. Well, and I think, yeah, rebuilding, especially in the sports realm, it, it comes with a lot of baggage, right? Because yeah. typically when you're a sports team, you purposely do poorly so that you can have the oh. opportunity to get draft picks and, and be able to, you know, um, improve your team over time. Right. And that's not at all what we want to communicate as a church of, Hey, we're going to suck for a couple years for the hope that we become good in the future. Right. It's we're rebuilding, which is, you know, I think that word's kind of been hijacked by sports, but I mean, rebuilding just simply means like, Hey, we, um, we had a, a roadblock an obstacle and, um, we're not going to lie and, and be dishonest. Like there is a process here that involves, um, you know, changing as a church. And I feel like a lot of people feel that with how, um, how rocky the past couple of years have been with COVID and relationships. And we, as, as, uh, sorry, you guys as pastors and me as a director, I've seen, you know, people's <laughs> personal lives, right. Have been so affected by this in ways that didn't even imagine. And we're hearing so much about, um, relationships changing and families changing, And I think rebuilding is good, right? Because it acknowledges 
something was wrong or something didn't go correct. And we're now being cognizant of that and deciding to make the change. Right. Um, I had asked my husband, I I, I didn't ask him to mansplain or anything, but I asked his, which I just did without you asking. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't, you, uh, you added to my uh, trove Mm. of knowledge, but uh, I had asked him (laughs) more about that rebuilding year concept. And he said, a lot of it is leadership change. And I was like, Ooh, tell me more about that. And he was like, you know, a coach could get rid of a quarterback or the coach could be the one that's, yeah. you know, and and then you get somebody green or somebody who's yeah. new and then they uh, like mature into the yeah. into the role. And I thought, yeah. I don't want to highlight too much about like, <laughs> the good idea of getting rid yeah. of leadership. Yeah. You know? So yeah. I scrapped that. Yeah, yeah, I think it was a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I just don't you, know if... Yeah, go ahead, Cliff. Go, I was going to say, I, you know, uh, the other thing is this, you know, being involved in the middle of the soup, mm-hmm. we have a different <laughs> perspective than a lot of people who come in and go out every week, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it, we, we should... The other perspective that's really helpful for us is to understand that really Arbor has an additional complexity because Mm -hmm. of what took place in 2020 Mm -hmm. with leadership going away and so Mm -hmm. forth. But the truth is virtually every church Mm -hmm. is struggling with identity and procedures and Mm -hmm. how to go forward in in the most effective way. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure there'll be a lot of different solutions uh, arrived at or, or concepts, Mm -hmm. some of which will work and be effective and some which won't. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But we are in that season. So I think for Arbor, it's just like we got one more thrown at us, mm-hmm. you know, that uh, that just increased that, if you want to call the Olympics, the yeah. difficulty factor, you know, yeah. it just increased the difficulty <laughs> factor. But yeah. uh, but it didn't change um, what everybody is going through now. And mm-hmm. I think that message of, hey, we we're tr- everybody's trying to figure out mm-hmm. this. What's the new normal? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's uh, how can we most effectively reach our culture, reach our uh, friends, reach others for Christ? How can we most effectively represent Him well? How mm-hmm. can we make disciples mm-hmm. in the way Jesus would want us to uh, with this, with these new restrictions that are on us? Mm-hmm. Uh, we can't do it in the same way. We've got to be open mm-hmm. to different ways, and then we, ha- as a church, at, get to throw in the cocktail in, in addition to that, the, the whole leadership change. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, yeah. we can look at it as exciting. And uh, the mm-hmm. first two that Allison talked about is probably going to take longer than we thought. <laughs> and it'll probably be more difficult yeah. than we thought. Yeah. And I think that's some of what we're finding out, right? Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, well, I think, true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think what was really encouraging about your message um, was at the was your final point, right? Um doing the journey with others, right? Mm-hmm. And you also had mentioned, I don't think it was a point, but it was like a um I'll peel back the curtain. I see your manuscript every week or whoever's preaching every week. So I saw you bolded um make sure you guys are all using the same map or something along mm-hmm. those lines. You wrote it more eloquently. But um, someone that would value yeah. like the yeah. star and the stable and therefore yeah. help you get to where you're trying to go. Yeah. Or remind mm-hmm. you of like the purpose or remind yeah. you uh, like sobriety is great. Hang in mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Um, but also that you would be referring to the same map. Yeah. 
yeah. which is the Bible. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. And I love that um, that the journey between the star and the stable is, um, you know, it's a journey. It's a process. It's not like when you were a kid and you played red light, green light. And the second you stepped out of out of turn, you went back to the beginning or <laughs> you were just cut out of the game. I like that. It's a yeah, you can take some steps back. Um, you probably shouldn't. But that happens over time. Right. Um, and it doesn't mean that you're done on that journey. You can you can notice that you've slipped back a little bit and still remind yourself, look back at the star and realize you're heading towards the stable and you're moving forward. And the, the best part about that is we have, um, hopefully you have through small groups or community, people who can point that out to you, say, hey, I, I love you, we're friends, I care about you. You've kind of taken some steps back. Let's let's head in the right direction together. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was a really um, a really cool way to kind of cap off those three main points of your message. And a lot of times analogies and metaphors can break down somewhere. So mm-hmm. this, this may happen as I try to uh, kind of <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> spin yeah. this, but let me, let me hear Because to me, I think as a church, uh, you know, Allison said that our map is the word of God and that's mm-hmm. the most fun- fundamental thing. But mm-hmm. I think as a church, mm-hmm. when this happened for a minute, yeah. we kind of lost a little bit the map of how we're going to get there. Mm-hmm. Not of where we're going, yeah. but how we go, how are we going to get yeah. there? Yeah. And uh, to me, I really do feel like as a church, as leadership, mm-hmm. we have congealed on that. We yeah. have looked at the different maps and we've said, this mm-hmm. is what we want to be. We want to be a church that's going to be yeah. reaching for the helping the hurting. We want to yeah. be one that's going to be authentic. We want to be one that's going to be loving each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so now... Uh, we are at a place, I think, where we need to begin encouraging those mm-hmm. of us in our body to say, hey, let's get some other people to bring along the journey yeah. now. Yeah. Because it's a, we now know where we're going, and this mm-hmm. is going to be a great journey, and you ought to join us in it because yeah. uh, God's got some great stuff in store for us. And I think yeah. that's a place where we as a staff need to start letting people know that, and our, our body of believers needs mm-hmm. to say, okay. Yeah. We're ready now. I've got a friend I'd like to take along on this journey because mm-hmm. here's where we're going. Yeah. Well, and I think it, it's it's so funny because I feel like we're jumping back and forth between a personal journey, right? <laughs> and then we're also talking about the Arbor. Church. Yeah, yeah, the church, right? And I think about, you know, Arbor, if you want to use, you know, the phrase of, of um, rebuilding, right? The, the, mm-hmm. the tough part about it is... Um, it requires a lot of patience and it requires a lot of denying your own motivation to just hop in and do the dang thing, right? Like when something like this happens, you're like, cool, we're now going to do all the things that we wanted to do or do differently. And you realize, no, you got to research and you got to wait and you got to pray. And, um, just cause you do want to go help, um, the hurting and the lost and the broken, the best thing that we can do as a church is figure out what has God blessed us with as a staff, as a volunteer base with resources, location. Um, and that's, I think that's been frustrating for some people in the church of, you know, why are we going out and doing more and more and more? And it's like, really, we could go out and do 10 different things to help out the community. But what has God uniquely blessed us with? Um, and how can we do the best thing? I think one of the cool things that we've it was such a small thing, but it's still going and it's still helpful is the food bank, right? Mm-hmm. Like we started that, um, 
from my perspective on a whim because I'm not Allison and I'm not involved in that world. It just <laughs> felt like one week she said, hey, I'm getting a food bank going. I'm like, OK, that's cool. Something we can do. Right. Um, and it's just taken <laughs> off. And it's been one of the most like long running things since I've been here that we've been doing. Um, and that's something that is very clear. God has blessed us with and mm-hmm. has blessed us with people who see a social media alert about a food item and they just show up and drop it off. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if we can continue to pinpoint what our community needs and what we can give our community, um, I feel like we can build these things um, mm-hmm. like the food bank and other things that we are uniquely blessed um, to be able to bless others. So, yeah. 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 Uh, last week I was visiting in Spokane and um, as I was driving back to the West Side, I was just envisioning uh, what it must have been like hmm. for the pioneers hmm. who were some <laughs> yeah. of the first ones to come across. Right. Yeah. And and they're looking up and they're going they're They know they're heading to the coast mm-hmm. because that's they know that people have told them that they're going to the yep. Willamette Valley or they're going mm-hmm. to uh, the Rainier Valley or yep. wherever it is. And they're coming across eastern Washington. And the, all of a sudden they start seeing this mountain range in the distance. And yep. as they get closer and closer going, holy buckets, <laughs> look at that. And now we got to find yeah. a way through and around yeah. this. And yeah. to me, that is the picture I have a little bit with mm-hmm. the story we've been on. You know, yeah. something happens, all of a sudden you go, oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is going to take a little more time and effort and thought than yeah. we thought to begin yeah. with. It's mm-hmm. a big uh, dividing thing yeah. here, mm-hmm. but we can find a way through and around it. Yeah. And, uh, and that's the process we've been on. And, and mm-hmm. so I think 2022, I'm looking forward to seeing how God's going to start, uh, how we're going to find our way uh, out the other side of that thing. Yeah. And it, I mean, surely it will happen this year. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> so, like, 2021 right. we couldn't guarantee anything but i'm yeah. i'm pretty sure i want to put some money back guarantee on this coming yeah. year it just oh, it seems goodness. like the time and we're in a position i i mean i think some of the weight has to do with god's perfect timing as well on something mm. and yeah. so for the right like let's say lead pastor with a new vision mm-hmm. or uh, someone who can help us fulfill our the calling that we sense already mm-hmm. um that person may not be in position yet right because mm-hmm. god's timing and whatever they're going through right now um, mm-hmm. needs to be completed um and then and then we can enfold him <clears throat> or her yeah. into the process um yeah so Patience, mm-hmm. patience, patience. I do want to say one thing about the rebuilding. I I did tons of research on the rebuilding of the temple when I originally oh, thought yeah. of my first sermon that I was writing last, yeah. last week before that got scrapped. Um, mm-hmm. And something that really stood out to me, touched me so much, was that um, so this temple was created, right? It was built. By Solomon. Mm-hmm. Everybody loved it. It was the dwelling place of the Lord. And it was mm-hmm. the, um, basically the community center for mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. Um, that got scrapped and destroyed. The people got sent into like captivity and dispersed mm-hmm. into the region. So they, they kind of, everybody like separated. 
Yeah. And then God, at the right time, pulled the people back together. And the task was, let's rebuild this thing. Mm -hmm. So they came back from the east and the west and the north and the south. They brought their families. They brought their craftsmanship. The worship Mm -hmm. leaders came back. They had a role. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the day came where they poured the the foundation for the new temple. Mm -hmm. And the passage talks about how the people 50 years prior who had seen the old temple Mm -hmm. wept Mm -hmm. because they had remembered what the old temple had looked like. Yeah. And they remembered the, like basically the glory days, if you will, Mm -hmm. you know, of the old temple and the intermingling of their weeping Mm-hmm. With the cheers of the people yeah. who were so excited to see this new thing happen, the mm-hmm. the, the passage says you couldn't tell mm-hmm. in the noise, yeah, which was weeping and which was cheering. Mm-hmm. That both yeah. were present, and I thought about that in terms of Arbor and yeah. it's re, it's rebuilding. You know, there will yeah. be people who remember the good old days, if you will, mm-hmm. and they'll. Yeah. Weep with the meaning of this new chapter starting. Um, mm-hmm. But then there's going to be so much cheering also that yeah. people are so excited for what God has ahead. So mm-hmm. anyhow, I'm mindful of that um, intersection. It's so bittersweet mm-hmm. sometimes yeah. when you do a new thing and yet you mourn the old. So yeah. that day will come for Arbor and um, and that message is still kind of heavy on on me. But yeah. It was so heavy that I scrapped it. <laughs> so, <laughs> we'll get to uh, it another time. <laughs> that's that, right. You know, that's that, right. that day will happen if, uh, you know, God willing, nothing happens to our log wall. But if something happens to our log wall, we have to tear it down. <laughs> There'll be people weeping as we put the new one up because they remember what it looked like in all of its glory. <laughs> They're putting bricks instead of yeah. log rounds. <laughs> Yeah, people don't know uh, that that isn't the back of the building. There's actually five feet behind it, and that's our Holy of Holies behind that, that log wall. You have to the drag spirit, somebody yeah. out of there once yeah. a year. They're allowed to go you're, back. You're, you're, you're yeah. going to have some people on Sunday who try to find where that back Just is. Just knocking on the <laughs> that's right. polar Where's the secret door? Yeah. Where's the secret door? <laughs> that's how I'll know if they listen to our podcast all the way through is if someone goes on the stage and starts knocking that's right. that's for a right. hollow sound. Yeah. 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 Well, stick money oh. back there if you find it. So that's oh, your yeah. incentive to listen all the way through the podcast. There's money there hidden go. behind the logs. Go and find it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, there's a, there's yeah. a, oh, I'm sorry. Hey, no, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, there's another takeaway here that I just want to throw out. Um, Allison came to me and said, uh, you know, this is such a simple message. It's so simple. This is one you could do for a Bible study. And actually, uh, I'll pull the curtain back, as Hayden likes to say a little bit, and say that uh, in our staff meetings, for those, uh, obviously, most of our listeners won't know, we often do devotions, and and I uh, appoint somebody to bring devotions. And in a way, the simplicity of it reminded me of what somebody might bring to the staff there. Mm -hmm. Hey, just just thinking about this story, you know, just kind of a five-minute, seven-minute little piece. And yet, that's where often the greatest depth is also 
isn't it? And yeah. I mean, you know, we're thinking about this and we're going, well, that's so simple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it so sticks with us and it's mm-hmm. so deep, you know, yeah. we can get, we can get, I mean, I'm thinking of as we really start unfolding Romans chapter eight coming up mm-hmm. here and I've, and I've been working on the first one going, wow, how I, that this it's just not, there's just a lot of pieces and layers here. Mm-hmm. Uh, where is that simplicity that you can just easily remember mm-hmm. all yeah. three parts, you know, mm-hmm. in my mind, I always look for one theme that I can run all the way through because it's hard for me to ever remember three, <laughs> but the way Allison presented it, yeah. I actually have and do. So, yeah. uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's ready anyway, for I, Sunday school for sure. That, I mean, that's what I kept telling everyone. I'm like, we could do this one in the Grove where the preschoolers yeah. are. It's just the yeah. simplest thing ever, but yeah, somehow yeah. it was the message God laid on my heart. And I thought, Okay, well, we'll see who, if somebody out there can be encouraged by it. So, yeah, good yeah. stuff. Thanks. Yeah, well, um, you did a great job, Allison, and I, uh, I really enjoyed reading through your manuscript on Saturday, and I thought you did a great job on Sunday. Um, but we are pretty dang close to being over time, so let's uh, wrap things up. Is there anything that you guys want to uh, throw in, parting comments or thoughts before we close out this virtual follow-up <laughs> no not so much right. thanks for joining yeah. it feels like yeah. the good. good old days or the bad old it days does. being on zoom <laughs> i i thought about when when we did do staff meeting and and uh our daily check-ins and my my uh the thing that in, made me excited for them was the different vi- uh, virtual backgrounds i would do <laughs> and a lot of times in the middle, because some of our meetings just went on for way too long, and it had nothing pertaining to me. Like, we were talking about children's ministry, and I'm like, all right, cool. I would take a screenshot of someone's square, and then after staff meeting, I'd go in and Photoshop them out, and then do, like, a little bit of Photoshop magic. And then I'd show up the next morning in, like, Allison's office, or I'd show up in, uh, <laughs> what are you doing, Allison? Allison just got up and left. <laughs> I remember these days. <laughs> Sorry, do you remember this? I do remember this. I still I remember, have it. It was the Carol. Was she Carol Baskin from Carol Baskin? Yeah, from Tiger. From Tiger, Tiger King. King? I, yeah, yeah, Tiger King. Yeah, yeah. That was a long time ago. I, I think still that's have what it. it's called. Yeah. Um, Flashbacks. And all the accessories people bought for Zoom. You know, like oh. I have an office light. I don't use it. Sarah uses it, but. Like a little ring light and all those things. So this was fun to, to come back to it. But <laughs> I'm, I'm hopeful that next week we can be back in the building. and Stay well, um, everyone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, yes. Stay well, drink vitamin C, and uh, sleep a lot as much as you can. So, yeah. All right. Yep. Well, thank you Thanks. guys for joining us. And uh, we will see you guys next week. Bye.